Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest Riker. We're back for another season with a new setup for further video content. That's it, Ben. Uh, it's an exciting... We've been preambling this for probably two seasons that there's bigger <laughs> things to come on the Raptors Digest page. It's going to be probably a slow start in terms of editing, but as soon as we can make this the cleanest Raptors YouTube page on all of YouTube, then, then we're set, Ben. We're set. Anyways, we're going to get straight into it. You saw the title of the video. There's been a lot of Raptors news that came out of Media Day yesterday, or yesterday as of recording, and you know, the, the one of the big things that came out of it, Nick Nurse, he talked about the lineups, the possible lineups that the, the Raptors could be throwing out there next season. And, you know, he, he brought a lot of fluidity and creativity to the lineups last season, and we saw that really play, pay off in the playoffs because, you know, it wasn't the first time these lineups were ever ran in the, the postseason when he threw, out the, threw it out there, like Marc Gasol and Serge Ibaka coming in and really shaking things up in the Sixers series. That was the example he brought up. But he's planning on doing even more creative things with the lineups this season. And he talked about Siakam possibly being at the three, Serge Ibaka playing more four this season. Riker, what do you expect from Nick Nurse and the lineups this season? He's going to have to try a lot of things, Ben, because mm -hmm. we're losing our closer. And yep. whether you have completely disregarded the Raptors from all playoff contentions or whether you're still hanging on to the hope like we are that they actually might be able to put on a solid team performance when playoff time rolls around. The simple mm -hmm. fact is we have guys like Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Stanley Johnson, OG who's going to have to be reintegrated, you know, an yep. aging Kyle Lowry, an aging Marcus Gasol, who, by the way, very notably has now come off an NBA championship and... Two chips. <laughs> exactly, and a chip in the what was it the FIBA FIBA yeah, World? FIBA. That's the yeah, and he, some amazing performances along that stretch too. Scoring output, so I'm looking for that for this season. But all of these pieces have not played together. They have no performance background together. You know, there's nothing established. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna have to see a variety of lineups, even more than we saw last season. So I think it's gonna be a very roller coaster season. But I believe in Nick Nurse, obviously, after what he displayed. Yeah, certainly. He brought up the fact that last season it was a completely new roster and there wasn't really expectations for what the pecking order would be, or obviously everyone, including us, made predictions about what it would be, but no one really knew because I don't think a lot of people would have said, obviously Kawhi would be number one, but that Pascal Siakam would be the surefire number two for that team last season, or Fred would step up into the role that he did. So, Riker, my question is to you. Is to you. You know, we'll probably talk about break down the starting lineups more often as we get closer to the season and we see more of what we're what we're looking at in the preseason. But yep. Pascal Siakam running the three, Serge Ibaka running the four. Uh, earlier in the summer, it was talked about Fred VanVleet running the two. Who do you think is going to have the biggest switch up in terms of role, so to speak, and play maybe playing out of position? And who do, do you think that it'll be a smart move? Pascal Siakam, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Nick Nurse is alluded to he said that he's going to be pushed down into the three position that's a big jump for a guy that plays he's who has been a big man for most of his career now of course he is a fast break guy but for the most part except for the la the latter stretch of last season his handling game his playing outside the perimeter a lot of that it completely switches, it completely changes when you're being guarded by a three or a stretch four, right? Yeah. The defensive ability increases, your shiftiness as an offensive player needs to increase, your first step, your ability to beat them off of a crossover. There's a lot of different intangibles that, you know, comes into play when you're a three. You're expected to do a lot more offensively than when you're playing that four position. 
where you have the ability to get down in the post. Now, I don't think that that's going to be stripped from Pascal Siakam, but his game is going to need to develop because obviously we're going to be looking at him as one of the top players on this team now moving forward. Yeah, certainly. Nick Nurse brought up the fact that you know a lot of the guys over the summer have added new things to their game. Siakam, Fred, they know that they have to take a big role increase this season with Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard shots being basically given to the rest of the guys. So you, you brought it up. Pascal Siakam, if he's going to be playing the three, play more of that Kawhi role, he's going to have to develop his handle, develop his mid-range game, get those different types of shots around the basket. And, you know, he even brought up in his interview on Media Day that he, he expects to focus more on knocking down those in-between shots, taking what the defense gives him, because he's going to be the primetime option, at least to have, definitely at the beginning of the season, for who the defenses are loading up on. And he showed as the season went along last year that even with the defense added pressure on Pascal, he's able to adjust. And if he can get that three-point shot consistent, because we saw that kind of wane as the postseason went along, if he can get that three-point shot, the, the pull-up, the in-between game, which he's shown a lot of potential in, then he could, I think he's certainly capable of doing that and playing the three position if you know we want to go with a bigger lineup or even you know if he's taking people off the bounce of the four. But one yeah. interesting player that I'm kind of looking at is Fred Van Vliet. Because, to be frank, he was one of our best players in the playoffs in terms of the Bucks series and the, the Golden State Warriors series, which are the two best teams that we played against. And yeah. you know he might be looking for that starting position, maybe not necessarily with Kyle Lowry there because... You know, it's going to be tough to take that position from Kyle with the legacy thing. We're going to have a video on him coming up soon. But yeah. a lot of talk has been Fred VanVleet playing the two this season. Now with Danny Green gone, he is by far the most established guy off the bench from that championship roster. But obviously he's six foot, six foot one. He's not really built, you know, the size for a regular two guard. So he, it'd be a very small backcourt with him and Lowry, despite the fact they're both ben, solid defenders. Your initial question to me though, Ben, was mm -hmm. who is going to have the biggest change in what their role is? And yep. we saw a lot of the times last season that Fred Van Vliet was the closer over Danny Green yep. in certain situations. He closed a lot of games. That's as the tandem with him and Kyle Lowry. And for yep. the most part, Fred Van Vliet, because he's a more competent defender, nothing, I mean, Kyle Lowry, he takes the most charges in the NBA, mm -hmm. most likely. I don't have the exact stat, but I would say that he's definitely the number one. always going at it. Perfect. And this is a guy, he's only six foot. Both of them, they play a very aggressive in-your-face style of defense. But Fred Van Vliet yeah. appears to be the more competent off-ball defender, a little bit more athletic. He's played the two. So in terms of his role changing, I, I think that he's already played that two position yeah. often enough. What I will think that will come into effect is while his confidence is growing, while he has had this these crazy clutch performances in the playoffs, and especially, as you said, against the Bucks and the Warriors, he probably will look to take over that starting uh, point guard position mm -hmm. at some point. And yep. like you said, with the legacy position, we'll have the full breakdown of Kyle Lowry. I'm interested to see how it plays out, if an ego will eventually come into place. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely fair. I think Kyle Lowry's knowing that he's entering the, the twilight of his career, but I still think he has this season where he's going to expect to be the starting point guard, and maybe when he gets a new contract and you know things continue to, to wane, we'll see. That's a, that's a topic for another video, but it's going to be interesting to see, because Fred VanVleet has played the two, but he's never really been a full-time two. His main role with the roster has been being the point guard, being the, the dominant ball handler for the bench unit, and then at the end of games, running it with Kyle and the rest of the starters to close games. And we saw some big performances for him doing that in the playoffs, so I'm sure he'll be yeah. fully capable of doing that. 
you know, and the, the last big talking piece that was really brought up at media day was Serge Ibaka playing more for the season. Now, we saw, especially with Dwayne Casey as the head coach, Serge Ibaka was our full-time starting four. He's been a power forward for most of his career, and, you know, the league has kind of evolved away from bigger, broodier, more defensive-centered fours, like Serge Ibaka is. He's He's more of a five in today's NBA, and we saw him almost have a career revitalization last year being moved to the five. And yes, he played really well in that Sixers series, particularly because they're such a big team playing the four as he was, you know, able to be a bit more broody down low, get to the paint, dunk, shoot those mids. But do you want to see more four from Serge Ibaka this season, or do you like what we kind of had going last year? No, I think it's a terrible decision to try to implement him as a four. Yep. Because that means he's playing with somebody bigger than him at the five, most likely Marcus All, yep. whoever, maybe Chris Boucher. I don't know how much run he's expected to get this season. <laughs> I don't but think the he's simple fact is, we, well, true, he's, he's, small. he's small. probably 120 pounds soaking wet. But we look back to when we had the tandem Jonas Valanciunas and Serge Ibaka. It's not too yep. many seasons ago. Maybe people have already forgotten about the legend that is JV. But mm-hmm. I digress. The, the simple fact is here as well that when they were playing on the court together, they were infinitely less productive than when they were switched to, you know, one would play 20 minutes at the starting five and one would play 20 minutes as the backup five. And then they each had the ability that the offense would run through them when they're setting pick and rolls, pick and pops, pick and flares. We know that Serge Ibaka's game is a pick and roll, and then he likes to come out to that um, the elbow area, hit his mid-range game. He's not a big post guy. I just don't see him being mobile enough. Now, he did show really good signs defensively that he still has a bit of energy left to, mm-hmm. to guard faster wing players. And he did really good job on, on his switches, especially yep. in that uh, Golden State Warriors uh, matchup. But the one thing I don't want to see is him to become a four because now you have a lineup where you have Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, and Marcus Gasol out there. And that's going to be completely... Um, taken advantage of by a small ball lineup because that's still what the majority of teams in the NBA are going to be doing. So I think that that just off of what I'm I'm picturing, what I'm expecting, I think that that's not a smart decision, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Nick Nurse definitely knows. I, I like that we're actually trying things this season because that lineup, as you mentioned, didn't really work in the regular season, but if we get a matchup like the Philadelphia 76ers in the playoffs, maybe something like that will work. Do yeah. I want to see it full-time? Yeah. I'm in agreement with you. I don't necessarily want to see Serge Ibaka running the four full-time, but let us know what you guys think. There's a lot of stuff going on, and we're going to break down more of the players at the, the end of the bench, the new guys coming in in future videos, but we want to get down to the, the big lineup nitty-gritty in this one, but let us know what you guys think. Check out the, you know, subscribe to the channel. We're back dropping content, so stay tuned to the Raptors Digest. Riker, any last words? That's it for me, Ben. Season's starting soon. Woo! Woo! Cheers.